Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. This is your host, the most charismatic man in entertainment with a special guest. That's right. You wonder who he is. I'm going to introduce him. He's a man who has many accolades. Um, he is a media personality, podcaster, actor who's Ooh. been successful in transitioning into filmmaking and television production. He hosts Green TV which ended its final season in January of 2020, which has won multiple awards at film festivals and is very known within the hip-hop and independent industry. He's also returned to podcasting with his much critically acclaimed Cuts, which stands for Culture, Urban, Technology, and Sports. He's won multiple awards for that, uh, which includes the Public Access Media Awards for Best Arts and Entertainment Show, which he's also previously won at the Hip Hop Film Festival for Audience Choice Awards in 2017. Now, I can go over his accolades all day, but let's introduce the man. Let's welcome Kareem Reem Tyson. How you doing, man? Yo, you already know in the hot go, man. It's Kareem Remo Tyson. Nonetheless, man, appreciate even for you having me on here. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, yo, I ain't gonna front, man. Yo, you mentioned my, my old... Uh, Baby, my my first baby, uh, Ring TV, man. Woo. Yeah, I know. Oh, Got, gotta bring back the classics, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? Like, when, like, when I let it, like, not let it go. I don't like saying let it go. Oh, man, such a hard, harsh word to say. Um, at the time, earlier last year, it's just, I was doing a lot. You know what I'm saying? I was producing um, hip hop gaming show. Shout out to him. I was working with the podcast. You know, at the time, uh, it wasn't uh, cuts at the time yet, but I was doing stuff for uh, Floss Magazine at the time. Um, I was doing, oh my God, there was so much other things that I was doing that I was losing steam on my own baby. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, damn, yo, uh, let it go. And then, I, you know, I kept uh, doing things with Hip Hop Gamer. Uh, and producing his show it's a hot 97 show it's called we got game you know what i'm saying i was producing that filming and producing news going crazy on the red carpets before covid happened we was no non-stop red carpet events and stuff <laughs> like that and everything you know what i'm saying like right. oh my god um when 2020 started like oh my god and then covid happened and um you know i had to retract i had to go back and retract that's amazing man Let, let's Let's uh, you know, that was a great introduction to start off the podcast. So, you yes. know, let's start off from the beginning, man, because I know you saw about your former baby that I introduced. So, uh, Woo. talk to me about how you got into all of these different mediums of of art, and you know, how has the journey been for you? Oh my God! Wow, you, man, come on, dude. <laughs> you know what I, mean? you know, I know, man. Talking, <laughs> you know, maybe you take the DeLorean. <laughs> you, know you don't have to go too far, back but, to, you know. Back to, back to that time. Oh, man. All right. So I started in uh, 2006. Um, late Bloomer, you know, um, during around that time, like 06, that was like the last of the Mohegans of, okay, starting at like after 25 was like taboo or whatever, right? Right. Then, you know, um, I was at a house party at home. You know what I'm saying? Uh, partying, chilling, and all that. Having a good and, old time. Yeah, right. Yeah, enjoying myself, enjoying time, and everything like that. And then, um, like, like a like a dude, 
that little like Lupe fiasco, he, he comes and talks to me after I was talking with ladies. So him and I was like really networking and chopping up. So he mentions to me about central casting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, word? Like, he's like, yo, bro, I just seen you be mad animated. You're charismatic. You're funny, sarcastic. Yo, bro, you need to go to central casting. That's what I do. I'm, I'm in mad commercials and TV and film. And I said, really? You know, and, and during that time, I was at a high fashion women's store. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really liking what I was working at either. So, you know, I was like, yo, the hell with that. So he told me, like, the only thing was I had to pay, like, $25 to just to get take a picture with them and have, have them and, and apply. Went, called out the next day. I said, yo, I'm not coming to work. Went downtown. I think I think if I'm not mistaken, I think central casting is still on. Um, it's around 40. Downtown. Yeah, some, somewhere around like 31st mid-time. and uh, 6. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Seven, yeah. So I know the Starbucks that's on the corner. Right. Nah, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. Right. Yep. So, plus it, man. Went um, a couple weeks later. I, um, and, you know, I started out as a background actor. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was on Law and Order. That's for you. Nice. A little side note, side note about that. You know, where my school was, Urban Assembly by Columbia, I used to see Detective Stabler and Olivia Benson all the time because they oh, used wow. to film all the time around my school. So I used yes, to see them film all the time. But yeah, yeah I'm not going to cut Yeah, that's right. Nah, that's a segue. Nah, that's cool, man. This is podcasting. Nah, that was a segue. You know what I'm saying? But um, overall, man, like, yo, you know, I was like hyped. I was hyped. I was hyped. I was like, oh, shit. And I, I went on a crazy ill hot streak. So from like 06 to like maybe early 2010, I was in a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? And right. it would be one-liners or even for that matter, background work or even stuff that I um, I would dance in, right? right? So one of the main projects in my you know resume, I was in the choreography scene for um, Friends with Benefits, the Justin Timberlake and Emilia Kunis. Oh, um, I know. Scene. Wow. That's yeah, dope, man. Yeah, I was in the um the scene where they danced by the red steps. Yep, I know exactly. Yep, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I was, Iconic. I was, I was in there. You know, got Iconic. some good quality shots. You know, City of Lights, City of Dreams. Just um, you know, start doing those type of projects. Elementary, a lot of times with Jackie. You know, there was many projects I was, I was in, and then came the reality, right? You know, right. they they use you a lot, and it, it, it shortens, right? Yeah. Shit, and shit, and um, I ain't gonna front. I got real depressed about that shit, bro, because yeah. my aspiration was for this acting. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was so hyped and happy about it that I didn't take the time to really understand the business. So, you know what I'm saying? I started being like, like depressed and drinking binges, and damn, I gotta go back to to my day job. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. Old, that type of shit and um i ain't gonna front man it led to like you know like suicidal attempts <laughs> you know suicidal thoughts and suicidal attempts man for a while i was real depressed and just not feeling myself not having the bounce back ability like i have now you know what i'm saying and i ain't gonna lie man like my very last one like it was like around like 2010 you know what i'm saying like around like like Eight, like March, March, April, 2010, man. I really like was going through it. I had to like snap out of it, man. I, yo, like, I, I ain't gonna, I'll never forget that attempt. Like I was at, I was over there by the 207 bridge. I tried to like jump off that wow. shit. And a Spanish dude, um, I'm, I don't know his Cree of, of 
Spanish or Hispanic or Latin, you know what I'm saying? I think he's maybe Mexican, maybe Colombian, whatever. He grabs me, I'm takes right. me off. Like I had one leg, I had one leg in, one leg out. I was really with the shits, like trying to end my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was that depressed. You know what I'm saying? I was really trying to end my life. But I'll get to about that depression as well. Um, man, he pulled me off and he's like, you stupid ass. So stupid, you stupid ass. You know, right? that was a sign from God and everything like that. And I ain't go front. I hit up my homegirl and we went to BBQ's on uh, 164th. And Broadway, and, and this is around the time, like, social media wasn't like how it is now. Somebody had to take a photo and snap it or a video video camera and get you and expose you. Yo, I was bawling out crying on, on the table. Wow. I just cried. I just cried. You know what I'm saying? I was just right. letting her know, like, I'm sick and tired of this shit. I'm sick and tired of appeasing people. I'm sick and tired of feeling like I'm not fulfilled. My purpose isn't fulfilled, you know? And things of that magnitude, you know what I'm saying? And with that depression, it was shit that was built off of me. It wasn't even uh, because of other people. It was built off of me, like me having these weird anxiety attacks and and thinking that I'm letting people down and nobody was even telling me that. You know what I'm saying? That's how much I was caring for this shit and loving this shit. You know what I'm saying? I wish I'd had bounce back ability then. I, I wouldn't have to go through that, but I had to go through it. You know what I mean? And then, let's see. Then the year after that, I think you would think I'm okay. I pulled back from everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's that that's what somebody should do. You know what I'm saying? Real shit. If you feel you need help, go get help. You know what I'm saying? So I'm easing back. I pull back, you know, from everybody. Then I go to my homies, my homies to Miami to like re, you know, fresh on myself and everything like that. You know what I mean? I'm wilding right. out of Miami. I'm having fun and Oh, self-love and this, this, and you know what I mean? Building on my self-love and everything and just being happy. Here come the year, here come the year after that, 2011. And yo, I get like wrongfully arrested. I'm trying to get to a music video shoot. I'm supposed to be in a music video. I get wrongfully arrested, man, by my own, you know, black cop. You know, that's neither here nor there, but man, I ain't gonna front. Like that situation led to my day job now, you know what I'm saying? And long story short, you know, a cop was being a real dick, you know, real, real jerk. And that wagon, you know, there was an officer in there. Granted, I know to everybody when they hear this story, you know what I mean? You probably gonna be like, yo, why ain't that, why ain't that dude let you out? He couldn't really do that, you know, cause they going by the protocol or whatever. But he was giving me some sound advice. He was like, listen, man, real shit. I know you're a little upset or whatever, but and he was Hispanic. He was Hispanic. The other detective, what I was Hispanic, that was telling me this. And he was like, "Yo, listen, man, you want all this shit to stop? You want all this, you know, separate yourself from civilian to municipal worker?" He said, "Yo, son, go take the test." You know what I'm saying? And I ain't gonna run. I was taking mad at them tests. I was thinking about that shit too heavy. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's like, once again God's sign saying, you know what? Maybe change your career, step out, you know, do something else or whatever, yo, you know what I'm saying? So bust it. I go, I took mad test. Then I ain't gonna front. My day job opened up, you know, Department of Education, DOE. And I ain't gonna lunch. I ain't gonna front. I always wanted to go to DOE because not only to is a great way to get back to my community, but also too, the schedule will fit with what I would do as an entertainer. 
That's right. just real. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bust it. That started happening. I started doing that. You know what I mean? And more and more, my happiness started coming back. The self-love started more because I started working with the youth. You know what I'm saying? I'm still working with the youth, you know, the, the last eight years. You know what I mean? Nine, it'll be nine come this April. And, and also two in April will be my 15th year involvement. Nice, man. Congrats right? on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely appreciate that, man. But yeah, but nonetheless, man, it just, it was beautiful to be with education and with the kids and just working with them and just getting, building my happiness back, man. You know what I'm saying? Having the schedules of seeing daylight, you know what I'm saying? After I work and then I'm able to work on my entrepreneurial and my entertainment career. So you spoke about being depressed and being suicidal. And I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this probably experienced that at some point. And especially being a black man, Right. Was that a tough time for you? Um, and we're going to talk about how, you know, your success has, you know, kind of attributed, or I wouldn't say attributed, but has been such a rewarding journey because of it. But how do you think that was something that was hard to talk about? Do you think that it was something, especially being a black man that was looked down upon and you had a hard time struggling with it and what advice would you give somebody who's who's struggling with that, whether they're black or white, anything, but what oh, advice man. would you give them? Ooh, that's a great, yo, that's a fantastic question, man. Um, during that time with that depression, you gotta understand, see, it was something that was made up from, that I didn't need to do because nobody was saying it. I think for me, it was like, I was so goddamn passionate you ever been that point that you're so goddamn passionate? Yeah. And yeah. you're willing to let anything fucking go? That's what it was. I was so goddamn passionate for this shit. Like, when I'm telling you, I was my desire was to be better than fucking Denzel. Right? While doing this. Oh, shit, I'm doing acting. I'm going to be better than Denzel. Right. Then the train gets off the track. Right? <laughs> Yeah. You're like, uh, you know what I mean? I I was go I was like, damn it, now I gotta go back to this fucking job I hate. Then I got fired by that job. Right? Right. I'll keep it a bug. I always keep it a bug. I'm transparent. I don't I don't give two shit. I'm always gonna be transparent. I got fired by that job. That added on to the depression. Like great. You know, and it was tough. Listen, it was tough, man. It was tough the way I I cured myself. It, that even was tough to pull back from your friends and family, pull back from everybody. I need my own space. Leave me alone. Let me figure this out. Right. You know, that was tough. I And once again, I'm going to suggest one more time. And I'm always going to say, it, you know, whenever I talk about this, like, do not do that what I did. If you feel you need help and you do not feel comfortable of curing yourself with self-help. I advise go get the help. Go get the help. You know what I mean? But other than that, um, also to add on to that, um, I think my successes did help, but also to what I was seeing 
as I continued in this industry, you know what I'm saying? And seeing it on social media per se of like people that just coming in this game and you seeing their hurt, you know what I'm saying? And also too, when you was hearing about other figures and also close friends of mine, you know, ending their lives in suicide, you know what I'm saying? Killing themselves, you know? So it started really weighing in on me. I was like, you know what? I gotta start more and more talking about this story, you know? And the more I talk about it, you know, the better I, I felt, you know what I'm saying? Even talking to other people, you know, they felt stuck in this, you know, career and, and industry and era and everything that magnitude, you know, I, I, I talked to them and I let them know about me, you know, cause people are shocked. They get shocked when they hear these stories sometimes. I, I you know, based on my appearance, based on my demeanor, based on, you know, how I'm, I work hard out here, you know what I'm saying? And all that, they're like, yo, I never think you would do, you know, suicide to yourself suicidal attempts or being that depressed you know that stuff and you know i had to let people know like listen man you know this is why i go so hard and what i do in education you know and for the youth you know they you know the youth was it was my it was the old that's my old to them you know i owed my I owed myself to the youth Right. You know, if it wasn't for the youth, who knows what, what would be of Remo Marat? Who knows what would be of Kareem Tyson? You know what I'm saying? Right. Who knows? You know, so definitely to, you know, that, to that great question you asked, you know, that's, you know, that's my insight on it, for real. See, that, that, that's amazing. And the reason why I asked you is because, again, like, I always like to ask the hard-hitting questions, but I know, especially right now with the pandemic, there's a lot of right. people who are struggling with depression and, and, and mm-hmm. dealing with uncertainty uncertainty about their future or the future of the country and i think that's very important because i think being a black man too especially Mm -hmm. right now talking about stuff like that you know i've never been depressed so i i I couldn't speak on it but you having that experience you know i think it's very empowering for people to hear from someone who people wouldn't assume would have depression you know there's an image that comes with depression you know right you don't fit the bill but again you still suffered from it so oh, yeah you know so i think it's very important for people who are listening to or who people who experience with it to hear right. someone share their their side of the story and give them some words of encouragement because you know we all need a helping hand at some point and i'm sure uh for you even though you took a different path right. along the way you probably had some help you know overcoming that so no, I appreciate you taking the time to talk about that. That's that, that's very important. I mean, I, I think what it is is that you come you come to a point in your life where you got to make a decision. It's to stay afloat or do your best to be the best contribution on this earth, right? You know, this is what God did, right? This is what the Lord, you know, did to bring you on this earth, right? Right. And you, you know, you got to make that decision. You know, you're going to stay connected with God in the Lord and obey his will and obey what he wants and do what you, you know, was just do when you got to this earth and you were born, you know, or stay afloat and do nothing. You know what I'm saying? And for me, you know, who am I to say, oh, I don't want to tell my story. You got to figure it out. You know, like for what? Exactly. What's going to happen with that? You know, what, what, what's, what's going to happen with that? You know, more stories, more, more stories where, where, you know, instead of I could have took advantage of the opportunity or what was presented to me, you know, 
to help another person. So, you know, when it comes to talking about this, um, you know, it had to be done. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Right, exactly. And I'll speak on some real briefly too. I'm actually another hard-hitting question, but, you know, especially okay. for me too, and I talked about it on your on your podcast cuts, um, that I was adopted. A lot of people don't know that, mostly because I don't tell people that because it comes with like the sympathy and I don't want that. I don't want people looking at me as someone who was, you know, put in foster care and, and you know, right. and stuff like that. I want to be the person that people saw rise up and, and really put in the work to get to where he was going. Right. Um, but it was something that helped shape me. And I, I, I'm glad you spoke about the person because now it's allowing me to uh, speak up about it. not so much that I'm afraid to. It's just I never really took the time out to uh, express my opinions about it. Um, right. But. One one of the other questions too I want to ask you. Okay. In the entertainment industry, I mm. I like to ask people a lot of minorities this question because I think it's very important. Right. Have you felt being a black man, being an actor, a media personality, um, all the hats that you wear, have mm. you ever felt that because your skin color have you felt your skin color hold you back from getting better opportunities or get into a, a different goal that you had? Ooh, well, we went there. Um, yes and no. Um, I fit, I, like, you know, when unfortunately when they tight cast you, I mean, you could put that kind of in the sense of that. You know what I'm saying? To, you know, that could be an aspect of that, right? You know, oh, you, you only going to fit this part. But then if you try to go for a role that doesn't fit the tight casting that they already try to set on you, then it's damned or you get put as all oh, your hard to work with or you're difficult to work with and all this other bullshit that comes with it. You yourself, you just gotta make sure you maintain your value. I mean, that's the thing with me. I make sure I maintain my value and also do, I make sure nobody puts me in no goddamn box. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, there is things that happen in this industry like that, but overall, you just gotta make sure you get with the people who, you know, has your best interest, regardless of how famous the show is, you know what I'm saying? Or the movie or whomever the director is. Hell, if a, if a famous director don't feel your wave, then you go to the one, somebody else that will. At right. the end of the day, this industry, we have to understand, there's always, there's always going to be a will and a way with this industry. Right. Period. You know what I'm saying? It depends on you. In terms of what you put the effort in, what you allow, what you don't allow. And then on top of that, what do you value of your value the reason behind that question too is right. i love the entertainment industry and i don't want to do anything else but i know especially right now with the current climate we in there mm. is a question about the lack of diversity or the the way they portray diversity you know one of the things i always talk about is how like and and in the, in the movies and tv shows all you a lot of times when you see black people, it's, it's either thugs, criminals, gangbangers. Right. When you see Latinos, it's drug cartels, you know, gangbangers and stuff like that. And I think uh, it, it's getting to a point in time where we have to start questioning about, all right, can we do more than just having black people, you know, be on the corner selling dope or shooting people? And, and I think uh, you, you summed it up uh, brilliantly where you said, don't allow yourself to be put in that box. That's why for me, for my brand, I don't allow myself to get put as the gangbanger because when people see me, yeah, they don't see me as a, you know someone wearing a red bandana trying to rob you, you know. And I, 
And it's something that you kind of have to take on as yourself um, as you pursue a career in this business. In order for the tide to change, we have to stop complaining and go for these positions. Okay, fine. You can't be an actor. Okay, cool. Right? Be a writer. You know what I'm saying? Look, we, you know, did something. You know what I mean? Even me. Look, look what I did. Okay, fine. The first trip around acting, I didn't do well. Okay. Let me find, oh, let me go to media. Oh, for media, oh, let me go to production. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, I'm always, I always had something with my value. So now when it comes to the table and you want Remo Marac, or I'm sorry, excuse me, you want Kareem Remo Tyson, right? Right. Now, oh shit, you read the resume or you read, oh shit, damn, you, you were a producer? Oh my God, you were an actor? Oh my God. The only thing that minus of me is writing. Never, never was a writer, but that's not, that's never to say I'm not, I'm not going to, or I can, you know, right. and I do it. You know what I'm saying? That's what it takes. I think, I think also too with us, right? We have to stop allowing ourselves to complain about things that we know we can make a change. Exactly, man. I mean, you're stealing the words out of my mouth. I've always been. You know, especially on the heels of the Black Lives Matter protests and George Floyd, one of the things that I talk about is we have to stop, you know, personally speaking. Yes, I, I'm a dark-skinned man. I'm, I'm black. But I've never allowed that to stop me from doing um, what I want to achieve. And oh. I think during this time, we're, we're getting, especially in the media, it's like this, there's this divide between black and white people. Oh, right. black people can't do this. White people can do this. And, you know, white supremacy and white privilege and black people don't have anything. And I think mm -hmm. that's the wrong way to, to go about things. And I, I'm seeing it right. a lot, especially within our community, where everybody's saying that, oh, well, uh, you know, everybody's holding me down because I'm black, mm. which, which is might be true. I'm not saying it's not, but I don't think you should allow that to define who you are as a person. Go, go out there and get that job that you want. If you want to create, be an actor, go do it. You know, mm -hmm. don't don't always, you know, when I get rejected for uh, a gig, you know, whether it's Netflix or whatever, mm -hmm. I just, I let it go. Why? Because I know there's an opportunity coming knocking on my door eventually. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think, you know, sitting around saying, oh, you know, they passed on me because I was black. All that does is just take away from yourself. Block your blessings. Exactly. Like, just you know, put, put the, put the shoes on, go running. You know what I'm saying? Like Nike always say, go, just do it. That's do what we got to do is just do it. Do go it. out there and get, get what you deserve. You know what I'm saying? Yup. Yup. It's driving down. And, and listen, man, listen, how, what is enough, you know, from, from our people to many others I've heard, oh, enough's enough. Okay. What's enough? That's <laughs> like, <laughs> and if you get crickets after you answer that question, then okay, then you got to figure it out. You got to figure something else out. And also, two, two questions I've asked myself last year that kept me focused, right? What is your commitment and what is your conviction? Real talk. When you figure out those two and you figure it out, you, you get clearer. Your mind gets clearer. Your focus gets clearer. That's get amazing. That. Yeah, That's fantastic. So, you know, since you talk about that, 
uh, you know, just tell me a little briefly about how has the pandemic changed you, whether it's professionally or personally? Mm. How has that changed you? Ooh. Ooh, my man, my man, my man. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. I am so grateful that that pandemic and reset happened. You and me both. I would have never had the time to think about coming back to acting. Let's say pandemic doesn't happen. Dude, I was on the verge of going straight like this, skyrocketing in media. I was on the main, I was selected and, and approved to be one of the main media outlets for South by Southwest. Wow. I was already talking to people of the for the BT experience to be on the red carpets and media, main media and all that. I was talking to mad people. I, dude, it was, it was, trust me, 2020, let's say pandemic doesn't happen. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for facts. As I said, with the reset, it was fire because I would have never done A&R work. I would have never done, you know, more productions per se. Um, I would have never got able to do um, shout to Caesar Black Inc. You know, with the clothing line of Beautiful Death. And shout out to my man Johnny View for setting me up to go film it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have never gotten to do that promo. You know what I'm saying? I would have never gotten, you know, um, back in the acting. I would have never gotten acclaim for things in media and stuff like that. There's a lot of things I would have never gotten done. One of, one of the things I always say is I'm grateful for the pet Not everything, but I am grateful for the pandemic. Yeah, man. It allows you to take a step back from life. You know, a lot of people working nine to five, struggling, burnt out. You mm-hmm. get to take a step back and really reevaluate your life. You know, for me, right. I was running to a point where all I did was work, work out, and wait for an audition to come. And then with the pandemic, I was able to create my own platforms and create my own opportunities. You know, for a lot of people for this pandemic, the reason why I asked you about the pandemic is because a lot of people don't like the pandemic. A lot of people, mm. uh, you know, just want it to be over. But I, I tell people, use this time wisely, especially if you, you home, you know, learn a new skill. Uh, you got a lot of people doing what? YouTube now. You know, I'm learning. I've always been an on-camera talent, not behind the camera. Now I'm doing editing and I'm I'm on YouTube and doing all these different things. Mm-hmm. This is stuff I would have never did if the right. pandemic didn't show up. So right. use this time wisely. But I'm I'm glad for your response because I you know it's always great to get different opinions and perspectives yeah. about the pandemic. You know. Yeah, man. You, you know what it is. Like I said, man. You you as you said, time. You know, you, you if you're a family person, a family man, family woman, you take your time to be with your family. You know what I'm saying? If you are in a relationship, take your time to understand why you're in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things. And even me, I was in, I'm, I'm in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm, I'll keep it a buck. And, you know, I have a fiance out of, out of this. I propose. Congratulations, you know? man. Yeah, you know, thank you. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, with my, with my, and even though I'm in a long distance relationship and everything, but we, you know, we, we do, we're doing everything we can to make it work. You know, um, if I was in, a, if the pandemic doesn't happen, I don't think we would be in a relationship. Cause, right. you know, she, we got together after I, my 40th birthday <laughs> when I was in Vegas. <laughs> you know wow. what I'm saying? I was at the, the Walls of Fury fight. 
Oh know? man. Oh yeah. 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 Two two great experiences in one night, man. I I, I don't think I could top that. Yo, bro. I was though that weigh-in was crazy. I met Mike Tyson twice. You know, when you when you take time and you really you know take heed of what you have with you and whom you have with you, you know, you really start valuing things. And you know, with my lady shout to her, you know, I'm not gonna say her name and stuff like that, but you know, but shout out to my lady, shout out to my fiance and everything like that. I appreciate her co-heartedly. You know, she's one of my biggest supporters. You know, and that's another thing that was so tough. You know what I'm saying? As a creative, you got that one supporter that really supports your brand. And it doesn't think that it's a hobby. It doesn't question you. Oh, you going out here to have sex with girls and all this other stuff. And it's like, you know, it's one of the greatest feelings in the world. Absolutely, man. Just straight, straight facts right there. I think um, what you said basically. It, it, kind of applies to what's going on in this world. It's basically up and downs, but finding the good in it. And we're living in a time now where it's, it's not a lot of good. It's a lot of hatred, a lot of bad energy circling us. Yeah. And, and it's hard to keep going, but at least you have a support system. Um, right. You know, there for help. You know, for, for me on this podcast, even though we talk about these hard hitting questions and issues, one of the things I like to do is find the good in all of this stuff. And you've been a great guest in the aspect that everything that you said has been able to bring some positivity to light, whether people yeah. listening, whether it's for me, whether it's for yourself, but you know, there's some positivity that comes with it. Um, yeah, you have to. Yeah, let, me. Let, let me ask you, um, you know, to, to wrap this up, um, okay. what, you know, the racial tension and stuff going on, mm-hmm. um, how do you feel about the current state of America? Do you think 2021 could be a great year or it could be a year of rebuilt or uh, what do you think? Ooh, we're going to go there. Now, nah, um, I feel this, man. Like, real talk. Um, unfortunately, you can't abolish racism because, unfortunately, it's a learned behavior versus something that can be controlled, per se. Right. You know, um. Just do your due diligence to really, you know, protect you, protect your family, protect your health, protect your mental health, protect your financial worth, and protect your value, period. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we can't expect everybody in the world to be in a fine tune, right? Right. If, if that if that was to happen, then you would have never, like, understand or never be deterrent or steer away from uh, weaknesses, or illness, anything like that, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't be able to like maneuver well, you know? And also too, with the racial tension in this country, listen, I'm gonna keep it real buck with you. And this is a message to my people. We must stop doing the worrying about them and just protect us straight up and down. I'm not saying beat up white person, beat up Asian, beat up other races and all that and, and feel good about yourself. We need to protect and worry about us at the end of the day. All the other races do that. They worry about them and let's worry about us more. You know, that's within our black community. You know, let's stop, stop doing less of lack of adulation for one another and build up the adulation. Let's stop outsourcing outside of us and feeling that we can't do within. 
you know, it, it, there's many things that we can do, you know, and, I, and I'm glad that we, some of us are starting to do it, but we just need more people to start doing it more. And at right. the end of the day, you know, things in this country will come to us like, and, and that incident that happened at Capitol Hill, I'm sorry, I'll be damned if I ever compare that to what we went through last year with marching and protesting, or even for that matter, for what our for people, uh, elders ahead of us did with Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, and even with the Black Panthers, and even before that, before them, you know what I'm saying, with the Rosa Parks and what she did and everything. I will never put a comparison of what that nonsense that happened at Capitol Hill to what we would do. You know what I'm saying? And for black and, and for the majority of black people or black people alone, stop doing that. You know what I'm saying? That situation that happened in Capitol Hill is nowhere near damn near the same. I get it. Yo, well, if they were black, then okay, that's great. But that's some real ignorant in a way, reverse satisfaction. Right. Okay. You're basically you're basically in a way saying, oh, well, I didn't get my opportunity to do that on Capitol Hill. Like, are you nuts? Like, are you like, are you nuts? Like, that's all I was seeing on my timeline. Oh, you and me both. You know, from my people, from people that I know, I'm just like, yo, are you serious? Like, like we can't, we can't tell that that shit was a fucking inside job. Even last year during the protesting and the looting, you you seen videos of cops just sitting there watching people go in buildings and steal and loot. You know, walking out with massive carts of TVs and laptops, and you just seen them standing there doing nothing. I'm like. When have you ever in the history seen that happen? You can't go on McDonald's and walk around, you know, try to leave with a small soda. You know, there's going to be five cops waiting for you. But now all of a sudden, cops are just sitting there watching you steal all this stuff and not doing nothing. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. And, and the reason why I didn't get outraged too about what happened at Capitol Hill was when you get pulled over for a traffic stop, right? Cops will call for backup. Five officers will come. You have a broken tail light. They got five officers surrounding your car, right? But mm -hmm. you're telling me that the FBI, the CIA, military, local law enforcement, nobody was around to help? It doesn't make any sense. Like, the fact that you can infiltrate a federal building and get away with it, but you can't go to McDonald's and steal a small soda without... A, the almost the host police force coming to get you. It, yeah, man, I, I see you through the charade. I, I yeah, man, like like that shit was like the biggest fucking blatant like setup job in probably American history. But you know what? The reason why it was they were able to do that is because people again, and this is why I'm not submerged in politics as much, is because the hate for Trump is so big that they blind all of us, especially the minorities. You know, I, I'll say this too, you know, Black Lives Matter organization came out and talked about this where, you know, they was pushing for Joe Biden coming off office, right? And as soon as he got elected, right after election, they got mad because he stopped answering their phone calls. This is all by design. They know how to manipulate us. You know, throughout the whole election was white supremacy and, uh, you know, you know, White people were trying to kill black people. White cops are killing black people, right? And then all of a sudden now, after the election all stopped, and then right before Trump, you know, goes try to get this whole election fraud um, thing going, this whole thing pops off. 
it doesn't like it, it it doesn't add up there's a lot of nonsense going on and i i see the charade but a lot of people once you throw trump in there they, the, the, the 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 being able to think and process information kind of goes out the window so yeah like you said a, a lot of people looking at this like oh if it was black people I'm like, it's not even that. Like they they've been letting a lot of people skirt by for the last year, committing federal crimes. But there's a reason why they're not doing this because eventually they're gonna get their due diligence while this is happening. And just to quickly say this, during the Capitol Hill thing, right? There was no local law enforcement, no FBI, right? But that same day or the day after, the FBI went in Brooklyn and arrested 17 black teens for gang violence. So, again, like, the, the, the things aren't correlating. It doesn't make sense that a federal building is being infiltrated, but they have enough time to go arrest a bunch of black teenagers. So, you know, I, 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 this, whole pod, I, this, this whole podcast that I do, I always talk about stuff like this. And yeah, the beauty cool. of it is cool. even if you didn't disagree, uh, you didn't agree with, or I didn't agree with you saying, we, we had that conversation. I had a conversation. Exactly. And you know that that was a that was a great way to to kind of cap it off because I don't like to make these too long because I know the people go to sleep real quick. But um, so where can people find you and just briefly talk about your podcast cuts and and you know oh, and, and, and the Remo Marac? Oh, we can definitely do that. All right, um, definitely. Uh, first and foremost, you can follow me at Chef Remo on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Remo C H E F underscore R E E M O. Also, to follow my acting page, Kareem at Kareem W Tyson. Um, be on the lookout for me in 2021 with film on uh, featured on film projects and a, a sitcom that's on the way. Um, let's talk about Cuts Podcast. Uh, Cuts, you know what the Cuts stand for. Culture, urban, technology, and sports. That's my that's my one-to-one interview-based, inspiring podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely talk with figures, today's figures that are under the acronym about their story and as well as um, what they have to give, either a motivational quote or advice, right? Now, the Remo Marac, it's a real unapologetic podcast um, hosted by um, Saucy the Body and Jerry Famous. I'm on there as well as a host, but I, I curate, like I throw the topics up and then we just dive in and just right. get real unapologetic on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, both both uh, platforms, both uh, podcasts on major streaming platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Radio Public, SoundCloud. YouTube as well. Yes, for Cuts Podcast, it is definitely on YouTube. I am going to start um, with season two of the Remo Marac, little bits and clips, and start putting them on the YouTube channel as well. Um, also, too, go to my website, remomarac.com, for all the latest up-to-date content, info, everything. And even, too, you can scroll down and go to my WhatsApp button and, and hit me if you want to talk to me. It goes right to my WhatsApp. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, I'm just here for it, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm honored that you had me on the show. And uh, I'm sorry, on your podcast. And, you know, definitely rock and roll, man. Uh, it's a show and podcast, man. It's all about the charisma and personality. Um, yeah, that's all that matters. Absolutely, man. I, I, I thank you for, for coming on. You, you spread a lot of uh, information that I haven't even touched on a podcast before. So it was great to have you. Yes. And, you know, like I always say, and like I always end, 
A better mm-hmm. hand is a helping hand. That's what I'm Have adding. these conversations. Talk to each other. Be mm-hmm. pro- positive. Be productive. And go get what you deserve. And with right. that, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Thank you, Kareem, ah. for coming on. And we're going to catch you in another episode. Yes, thank yes. You. Definitely, man. You already know, man. Peace and blessings. You already know what it is.